Hello, hello, hello! Welcome back to the Sega Lounge Summer Break Specials. I hope you are all taking care of yourselves and keeping safe. You'll be pleased to know that I've been hard at work preparing for the show's proper return in a couple of weeks. Yes, the Sega Lounge will be reopening its doors on September 4th, and I've got a few interviews lined up as well as some other surprises for the rest of the season. Stay tuned! But for now, it's time to go to the vault and bring out another not-so-new chat. Back in April 2018, I had the chance to talk to Scott Strickart, localization producer of the Yakuza series. At the time, I divided the interview into two parts, with one of them airing in April, close to the release of Yakuza 6, and the second one airing in May, on the Manic Monday show. The latter focused more on Yakuza Kiwami 2, which would be released later that year. The two parts of the interview were compiled into one, and now you get the chance to either listen to it for the first time or, if you're a Radio Sega listener, relive it. I hope you enjoy, and please come back next week for another short chat from the past. Have fun, and thanks for listening! Hello Scott, welcome to Radio Sega. Uh, it's great to have you here. So would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Scott Strickhart. I am the localization producer on the Yakuza series since about 2015. Uh, I joined in time to do uh, Yakuza 0, and then since then we've done uh, 0, obviously Kiwami, uh, 6, and soon Kiwami 2. Awesome, awesome stuff. So before we get into Yakuza, uh, the, the series itself, and what the work you've been doing on, on the games, uh, would you like to tell us a bit about your history with video games? So... Uh, how did you get into video games themselves playing? Are you a big fan? How did it start? <laughs> yeah, that's that's that would be we'd be here all day if we talked went back to the beginning. So yeah, I'll <laughs> just I'll start from the beginning of the career aspect of it. I guess um, I joined Atlas as a QA tester in uh, 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been about 10 years of of various uh, duties and, and hats I've worn. Um, I, I stayed at Atlas for about four years uh, in the in the role of an editor, and then I uh, moved up to project lead. And mm -hmm. um, at that point, um, I moved over to Level Five, who had just opened their North American office, and I joined them as probably one of the first localization people that they did. And while I was there, I helped get out um, Nino Kuni um, and the Guild series. Awesome. Um, I was there for about two years, and then I moved to a marketing position at Square Enix, um, where I worked on uh, primarily Final Fantasy, uh, mm -hmm. Type Zero, which uh, an episode to Sky for fifteen, and that's when this opportunity came up to kind of come back to Atlas. <laughs> Everything comes back to Atlas, we say over here, and um, <laughs> yeah. So they they needed someone to manage Yakuza, and at the time I knew nothing about it, but it sounded fun, so I I jumped ship, and here we are. Yeah. And you you went back home, so to yeah, speak. That's kinda, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it too. <laughs> okay, so um, as as a gamer yourself, uh, any are, are there any kinds of, of games, any genres that you really enjoy playing when you have some free time? I reckon you don't have too much free time. I think you have in when you work in games, you have to make time to play games. People who, if you don't play the play games, then you kind of lose sight of what games are doing where they're going like what the, where they've been kind of stuff and so mm -hmm. I, I actually i do totally make time to play games and, and my preferred genre is uh, i like a lot of jrpgs honestly um that's what led me to to 
work at Atlas and and, yeah. and level five and square. Like, you know, those, those games are my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy series, obviously the Yakuza series. Um, I don't have a long Sega history because I've been a Nintendo guy my whole life, but coming here has been <gasps> really, I know, I know, <laughs> really eye-opening though to come here and, and see the kind of history that, that forms Sega and get to experience that as like later in life kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So that's actually interesting when it comes to your history with with Atlas because you you were uh, at Atlas before uh, Sega bought the comp- company, right? Right, and, right. And then you came back to it uh, during the the Sega years. So did you notice any any difference in how things are done? And was it you know is it a different company? Is it a different uh, you know uh, philosophy culture? Do you feel that? Uh, when I, I came back kind of right at the cusp of that, you know, um, I don't know if you've talked to Sam Mullen before. He's a long time mm-hmm. Sega producer, um, legendary, especially in certain circles about with like Miku and stuff. And, you know, that guy, yeah. <laughs> me and him, me and him go back to what we call the first deployment at Atlas. And so I was on the top of his list to call when, when the, he needed a Yakuza guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was very early back in, back when, uh, when the kind of, at the merger and um you know at first it was pretty scary there was a lot of like well what's going to happen to the atlas culture and how's how's it going to feel when we're part of sega and at the end of the day like where we're at now is just this beautiful marriage of cultures and and ideas and things that um really really have formed brought out the best in both companies i would say Mm -hmm. um it's it's been really cool and you know i can't talk a whole lot about it but on the back end to see how um you know corporate has has changed i guess in in terms of making making atlas uh aspire to be more than more than atlas and making sega a cooler company to work for <laughs> yeah yeah i i i guess i i i understand what you're saying yeah it it, it seems like both uh parties have have uh, you know uh, benefited from this this merger as you said so that's cool that's cool for the fans right so to be able to discover new games as well i think that's cool okay so you you've been brought into the yakuza series uh right around the the yakuza zero days right so that's that's the first game you you worked on yes i came in in 2015 and they were like Mm -hmm. you're gonna handle yakuza zero and my first day sam literally handed me copies of yakuza one yakuza two yakuza three yakuza (laughs) four and (laughs) <laughs> Five was had not out the door yet, and he said, "You need to play all this." Okay. And I said, "You got it," <laughs> <laughs> and I did that in about two months. Uh, work, uh, I'd I'd start the games at work, and I'd bring home a, a memory card or or upload the save or whatever, and um, just uh, come. Then I'd continue it at home, and I mean it, that's how long it took. And even then, I was I was more or less just kind of doing the critical path, and I I basically managed to become. A Yakuza specialist in, in, in a matter of two months, just as Yakuza Zero was really kind of kicking into high gear. Okay, okay, that's that's pr- an amazing experience. But yeah, as you said, it's not if people say, okay, two months to play like four games, it's not that much time when it comes to Yakuza games, right? Because right, of all the side quests and all the little and, things. Oh man, there's still things about like you know, someone will play Yakuza 4 and be like, hey man, did you play this mini game? I'm like, I didn't have time to play that mini game, but I absolutely <laughs> want to go back and play that. To this day, I haven't played Dead Souls because I was at the time I was afraid of mixing up the canon, and I absolutely oh. need to go back and play Dead Souls. Like, there's just so much Yakuza to experience in the world. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. 
so, um, do you think? Uh, what do you think when, when we ca when we look back at games like one, two, three, four, and how they were localized to the Western audiences, and Yakuza Zero and onwards? What are the bigger the biggest differences when it comes to the localization process? Uh, I can't speak obviously to the process of mm -hmm. uh, what they used to do because I wasn't around for it, but. Um, You know, in terms of what they what it feels like they were going for it in the original days may have been a bit more akin to, you know, we uh, it's become almost this inside joke now among Yakuza fans where it's like, you know, when people say Yakuza is the Japanese Grand Theft Auto, and it's like, no, yeah. it's really not, guys, you know. It, <laughs> and, um, but that's, you know, kind of our own fault, so to speak, I think, because we, we mm -hmm. did kind of all but draw that parallel in the original Yakuza. Um, we called it Yakuza when, when the game was more about, you know, a man and, and his, his path. It, yeah. um, you know, there, there were things that I think about the localizations of the very early titles that made, that were intended to feel more um, crime, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. like really bringing forward that criminal element. And when in the reality is that Yakuza is more about, the journey of a man and, and his choices he makes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so definitely, definitely guess, should have, maybe the title should have focused more on actually like, like the Japanese title. It's like a dragon or something like that. Right. Yeah. That's a very literal translation of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's as close as we can get. And that doesn't exactly sell. doesn't sound like it would sell games. It doesn't fit on a cover. Well, you know, I totally get why they didn't go that mm -hmm. route. It's just, it's just an unfortunate consequence, I guess, you know, that, um, <laughs> that yeah. we that we that we're kind of saddled with with the, with the term yakuza and it no longer um is is content but is context mm -hmm. and, but do you feel do you feel for example that uh the audience is more open to because you know back in the day maybe th that decision had to do with how they felt uh, people would react to Uh, it, if, if they promoted the game like more the path of a man who is actually, you know, part of the Yakuza, but, you know, it's not all about that. Maybe people wouldn't react that well to, to that kind of game. And so they had to compare it to, to GTA to, to make more appealing to Western audiences. Do you feel times have changed in, in the way that people are now more open to this kind of game? Absolutely. It's easy to look back at that and be like, well, you, you guys messed up. You made a mistake. But hindsight's 2020. I mean, I don't I can't yeah. speak for what the, the climate was like in 2006 when, when Yakuza came out. I mean, I was mm -hmm. I was in the industry and I'm not sure how, you know, there, there were in, inevitably a ton of decision makers that that went through where, you know, well, we want this to succeed. Grand Theft Auto is succeeding. So how do we make this succeed to that level, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, again, I wasn't there for those decisions, but yeah. it's, um, you know, I can't criticize them for making them at the end of the day, maybe it didn't, it didn't work. And, and I'm, uh, I'm glad that it's where it is now. Just to be frank, like I'm, I'm glad that we've managed to kind of, um, cause it, what, what I think in the, in the current market, uh, what Yakuza is the story of Kazum Kiryu and the story of a guy looking for redemption, the story of, uh, serious men doing stupid things. Um, you know, it's, it's very much, it is resonating now. That is, that is an acceptable thing to be in this market. And that's, that's where mm -hmm. I, I'm glad that we get to finally be what we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so our, what's the main focus now when localizing a, a Yakuza game, staying as true to, to the original game and dialogues as possible? Uh, I like to say that it's a very fine line between authenticity and clarity. 
Um, okay. You know, it, every every line gets gets uh, kind of scrutinized in terms of being, you know, how close can we get this to the Japanese, but also how much can we do with it to make sure it sounds like it's fun to read, fun to hear, fun to uh, a, a good story. You know, if mm-hmm. if bringing it too close to the Japanese is hurting the um, the, the readability of it, or it's making it sound stilted, then we're obviously going to push it a little further toward an English audience because we want an English audience to enjoy the game at the end of the day. That is my goal as localization is, mm-hmm. you know, it's not direct translation. It is localization. And we're here to make sure that uh, English speaking fans can um, enjoy and appreciate the entirety of the game, whether that involves, you know, obtuse Japanese cultural aspects of it, or, um, you know, sometimes, um, more controversial type things that that Japan uh, is more readily accepting of or, or less readily accepting of, you know? Okay, yeah, makes sense. That's that's a good idea, I think. Okay, so um, let's talk a bit about the, the Yakuza Interactive comic, uh, which, uh, oh, yeah. from what I've heard, is an idea that you guys had in the US, right? So it's not a Japanese uh, concept. So how did that right. so- come to be? Uh, when when it was um, when Yakuza when we started doing Yakuza Six and our discussions with the marketing team, you know, where we we'd had the very good fortune of jumping back to zero and then to Kiwami, which were made perfect sense to follow up on each other. And you know, the marketing challenge on Six is, well, how are we going to ask people who don't have PS3s to jump five games forward? You know, <laughs> and so um, you know, we went we went to, we've gone to some pretty extreme efforts, I think, to um, present the content of Yakuza. Um, obviously the, the entire series leading to six um, mm-hmm. to ensure that if you want to play six, that you can. Um, and this comic was all part of that, where we really wanted to hit the um, the emotional notes that kind of establish uh, where, where Kuyu is at, at the beginning of six. And, um, you know, knowing that we were going to do 10 issues, it kind of fell to me to... Um, go back through the entire games and storyboard out um, an, a, an arc of, um, of comics that would take readers from uh, Yakuza 0 to Yakuza 6 in, uh, in a way that would make it so that if you were to jump into 6, you could at least appreciate where Kiryu is. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Um, so who, who was involved in, in this process? So you, obviously. Uh, who else? Well, the marketing team uh, is this was their their idea, so they were they they definitely spearheaded it, and um, mm-hmm. they brought in myself and Sam and um, to to uh, design it. And mm-hmm. then because I don't, I'm busy localizing games. I didn't have time to literally write comics, and nor do I did I know the entirety of the format. So uh, we brought in a really talented comic book writer by the name of Kenny Porter. And a really talented artist by the name of Gabriel Sandoval. Um, so those two guys more or less took it took the reins from from us after we storyboarded it out. And I worked very closely with Kenny on the story because um, he hadn't played the games and you know making sure that things stayed in character, hitting hitting the right emotions, hitting hitting the right scenes, all that kind of stuff. We bounced comics back and every all ten of those issues back and forth, no less than three times each. You know, like he'd write it and I'd refine it, <laughs> he'd write it and I'd refine it, and then. You know, when it was finally at a spot where I was like happy with it, then uh, this is just for the script, of course, it would go to Japan because we needed oh. uh, if Japan wasn't buying in on it. Then it was worthless. You know, like they yeah. had they this is their franchise. It's their characters. They had to uh, make sure that we were hitting the right notes on everything. And so um, it would go all the way up to uh, Sato-san, who is the general producer of the series. He'd sign off on it. Then it would go to art. 
and then it would go back to Japan, <laughs> oh, and then it would okay. come back and go to motion because uh, they they have those little graphics and, mm -hmm. and sound effects and all that kind of stuff, and then it would go back to Japan as a completed piece. So <laughs> there was no. This was a huge pipeline uh, that we established, and it was it was long and slow, but it was necessary to get the quality we wanted out of it because uh, having having uh, RGG Studios buy off on this was so important to us. We didn't want to just go off the rails and take Yakuza in some direction that we we thought, but not them, you know. Of course, of course. And so, uh, just out of curiosity, so did you you guys work on each issue at a time, or did you you know did do the whole thing? All together and then sent it to to Japan. So we, all the we got issues. the entire arc approved by Japan, like a ten okay. issue arc based on storyboards, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, from there, we did each issue at a time, fitting to those storyboards. So oh, okay. you know, once once we had the arc approved, it was just a matter of filling in the content. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's excellent, and, and I think that's a, a very good way of someone new to the series to you know understand what's been going on, and while they, they wait for the Kiwami versions of the games to come out and play them all <laughs> let's hope so right? let's hope so yeah okay very good so uh, talking a bit more about yakuza 6 uh scott so without spoiling too much and obviously people who uh read the the interactive comic and, and you know uh, have a pretty good idea of uh where the characters are right now but without spoiling too much what's the story about uh I would say that the story of Yakuza 6 is about Kiryu in his uh, late stage in his life being done with the life of the Yakuza and just wanting to come home, you know, wipe, wipe his slate clean, come home to his orphanage and live out the rest of his days. But um, he quickly discovers that that's not possible um, based on the fact that his, his basically surrogate daughter, Haruka, has been hit by a car. She has a kid. And, then, and this all happened within three years of him being in prison. And so... You know, Kiryu sets out to essentially find out what happened and find the father and um, his his motivations and his 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 attitude toward everything has changed. Uh, toward you know, he's he just wants the answers to those questions. And despite getting pulled back into this giant yakuza conflict, it's it's really different to see Kiryu in this um, in command, but also very just done with uh, the entire world of. of criminal organizations mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's where he, we're at. he just he just uh, can't get away from this right so it's 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 always pulling him back to to kamurocho everything yeah. is always and, you know yeah. you really get a sense of that in the very first scene that's you know in the demo too when he walks back in and he's you know i'm back in the city again you know and his his voice and his his tone he, he does yeah. not want to be there you know every time he's ever been back to kamurocho it's been as this like savior figure this this guy who's going to come back in and save the city but you know this time he comes back and it's almost a foreign place he doesn't mm -hmm. want any part of it yeah and i think uh, um players get get that feeling as well because it's uh, it's so familiar, but it's so different because of how uh, the graphics are in this game. So the scope of of the town and and you know every, all, the streets are larger and everything's bigger. So you get the feeling, at least I get this, that feeling that you know where you are, you know the streets, you know some places from previous games, but it's it's feels like a new place to explore, right? Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, every time Comet, you know, Kiryu hits it on the nail on the head when he says, in three years, this city completely changes. You know, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it does. I mean, the, and the dev team, all props to them for, um, 
rendering out Kamar Show in, in the most beautiful way it's ever looked. And um, mm-hmm. the it, it's it's incredible to both feel at home in that city and to also feel uh, a little lost. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's what I what I felt when I started playing the game. Definitely. So, from a, a localization uh, point of view, how much of a challenge was it to work on this one when compared to the other ones that you've you know been working on? Uh, the the challenge definitely got stepped up a bit because the entirety of the game is voiced. Uh, and when we have to do a game to voice, uh, we don't. It essentially kind of removes a lot of the 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 tools uh, that are in our localization toolbox um, to make sure that the, that the, that the text comes out right. You know, like if, because we're more bound to literally the, the sentence structure and the, and the line formatting uh, uh, of the Japanese audio. Um, and that's, that's just a reality of the localization of it. So we did have to change our approach a little bit to um, uh, accommodate an entirely voice game, I guess, it, you know, and that, that was uh, a really unique challenge for us, but I think we rose to it. Um, I had a whole uh, team of, of translators and editors on this one who were uh, really, really excited to tackle it, and um, hopefully it came out all right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so how many people were involved in this in this process? Um, for for Y6, I finally had like a full localization team assigned to me for this. So I had um, three translators, uh, Dan, uh, Nagisa, and Mino, and... Uh, Three, three editors, uh, counting myself, doing producer-editor duty. Um, myself, John, and uh, Rich. Uh, so it, it was definitely new to me also to have uh, that many people to kind of doing different parts of the game and then having to go back through and make sure that it sounded like we do Yakuza titles. You know, uh, I, I previously had a lot of control and a lot of personal investment in, this, in the text itself, whereas this one I had to take a little bit more of a back seat uh, and and just go back and and make sure that what they were writing was uh, in line with with expectations for the mm-hmm. series, you know. So so you're basically the patriarch of the yes the street card family. <laughs> okay, That's a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, congratulations then. <laughs> okay, uh, and so um, another question again uh, focusing on on people who may be listening who never experienced a, a yakuza game uh first of all why but after that <laughs> uh what would you say to persuade them to try yakuza 6 Ooh, um... <laughs> other than i'll go to your home and and break your finger or something or... no 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 never um <laughs> <laughs> i i think it's uh what people don't uh, you know the, the fan base knows this and the people who have gotten into the games know this, that with Yakuza, it's, it's about a, this really cool balance between really emotional storytelling and uh, cool fighting moves, basically. Um, and with, a, with doses of humor and even, even romance in some of these games, you know, that, and um, mm-hmm. that no other game does, no other game treads the balance that Yakuza does with, with such uh, beauty. <laughs> Um, there's, and I think that if you're open to, um, experiencing a game that, uh, that is subtitled, that is in, in native Japanese and it's going to be sort of a, um, a new experience for you, uh, get in on it. Cause there's, um, there's so much, there's so much here to love. And if you, if you like emotional storytelling 
in your games and you like comedy and you like humor and you like being treated like an adult in your games, then Yakuza is a great series to get into. Definitely, definitely. I I second this <laughs> wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Just a quick aside here, uh, Scott. So uh, you you you've been working on uh, localization uh, or localizing these games. How did you get into localizing games, Japanese games? So um, did you live in Japan for some time? How did that happen? How did you get uh, familiar weird, with Japanese? I'm a really weird anomaly uh, in mm. this industry because I'm not bilingual. Uh, okay. Quite frankly, I don't know how I made it this far. <laughs> But um, I, I, on, on, the, on the flip side, I, I have a writing background. I, I, I graduated from college with a creative writing degree. I, I credentialed as a teacher. Um, and with those, with that background, I was able to get into, um, Atlas as, again, as I started as a QA tester, but quickly worked my way to a text editor because at the end of the day, what Atlas wants is, uh, people who can make the English sound like it's something you'd want to read. Um, and that's, that's a talent that, uh, is often taken for granted in the localization of things because we, you know, on the, on one token, uh, we're working in other people's texts. We don't really take credit for the writing and we shouldn't, you know, it's the, uh, all credit is due to, uh, in Yakuza's case, RGG studios, incredible, um, and talented writing team, but, um, it's not suitable. It, at the end of the day, we need to take that, that text and make it palatable to an English audience. And that's, mm -hmm. that's our role for it. Right. And so that's where I, um, that's where my talent lies. I think, and, you know, not everyone's going to think my writing's great. And I understand that, but not, not everyone is, everyone's a critic. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. That's so true. But that, that's interesting. And, that's interesting that, that you have a different background than I expected. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, again, I, I, I don't, again, I don't know how I made it this far, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so is, is there any particular line Uh, in any of the Yakuza games that you've worked on so far that um, you weren't sure how it would be received or it, you, you or that you thought was was going to be amazing and then it wasn't that good or anything specifically that you remember from working on these different Yakuza games that stands out any line <laughs> any dialogue I don't know That's a pretty tough question. Um, <laughs> I get I get a lot of flack for a particular line in Y Zero when uh, Majima, in his uh, where I think it's in chapter three when uh, his hit goes kind of or chapter four when it all kind of starts un unraveling and Majima, uh, in the way that I wrote him, says the words "Holy shit balls." <laughs> uh, I, did, I mean, I didn't think twice about it. That I write Majima very casually in a way that I think is um, maybe a little bit. Uh, well, <laughs> I, 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 I write him like I think sometimes is what I'm trying to say, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, that that line didn't resonate too well because it's not. It wasn't 80s appropriate, and it didn't feel very. Um, I guess genuine to the to to the character at times to some people, which makes sense. You know, I, I, in a in a game with that many lines, not everything's going to be perfect, mm -hmm. and um, and, and I get it. <laughs> I get it. And I'm sorry that it's in the game, but that's that's what it is. And I'm you know of of the entirety of Yakuza Zero's text, if if one line stands out like that, that's just gonna, that a bit of a thorn in the side, then 
I think we did all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Yakuza Zero is one of my all-time favorite games. So definitely, well, and and the the dialogue definitely resonated with me. So so yeah, good job there. Um, it's yeah. I I don't think that line was really that bad, or good, <laughs> or good. I don't know. I think it was okay. I didn't. Think well, much yeah. Of I it. think a lot of people just gloss over it. But if you're looking for, yeah. you know, a lot of people come come at us with zero on ZY zero. Like, well, why didn't you make the dialogue '80s appropriate? Oh, and okay. and I get that. I do. But here's the thing about '80s dialogue: it doesn't sound good in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually I did case studies. I I looked at '80s slang. I started I started a lot of research into that before Yakuza Zero got started to see how feasible that would be, and you know, it sucked. Like like any <laughs> any type of writing test I did on that were basically came out just sounding aged and bad and just like no one wants to hear characters talk like that especially cool suave guys like majima and kiryu you know like they have exactly uh, you know they don't they don't you don't want to hear like a bunch of outdated slang coming out of their mouths just to be age appropriate so we ended up kind of just giving that idea and going with very modern speak but um it's a modern and, and it's not, set- not everyone playing the game will be familiar with the 80s right so yeah not, not everyone is like 30 plus so yeah that too um there's there's a character uh the areshi character um who teaches majima's uh, breakdance style he mm-hmm. actually we, is our test case for 80s slang he uses a couple uh different variations on 80s slang that and people think he's a moron <laughs> <laughs> so you know i'm glad that at the end of the day majima doesn't sound like that yeah Imagine, <laughs> imagine <laughs> if if that was not the case. Okay, uh, so that makes sense. I think that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, going back to to the the not not going back then. So going forward to Yakuza Kiwami two. Then so it's it's going to be mm. coming out soon. Um, any differences between uh, the original Yakuza two and Kiwami two when it comes to content? Uh, content so sometimes. Stuff gets cut to Western audiences. Uh, is it happening in Kiwami 2 as well, or are we getting everything? You mean in the in like, terms of uh, are we talking about dialogue from Yakuza 2 to Kiwami 2 or yeah, uh, Japanese actually, Kiwami, uh, 2 to Kiwami 2 in Japan US and Kiwami 2 for the West? No, nothing is cut. We are everything is completely intact. We have not cut content since Yakuza 3, and we've I think Sega learned its lesson. Sam and I would ride or die to make sure that the content is never cut again. So uh, the only reason we would ever cut anything from the Oxy game at this point is in order to make sure it would it gets on the shelves. Um, and that, mm-hmm. that sometimes involves licensing, and that would sometimes, if, if Japan were to literally put in a porn simulator, for instance, we would have a problem <laughs> selling this game in the West, right? So yeah. uh, fortunately, the, the, the stuff that they put in is, is fairly just, you know, R-rated, mature, and that's exactly where this game lands. So we're able to keep the content in, intact as, as best as we can. That's that's what that's what our philosophy is. Yeah. So just just video chat then, nothing more. Right. Yeah. Right. The video okay. chat is, is, is pushing <laughs> it as far as the envelope will go. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for those wondering what I'm on about, play X six. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So that that's awesome. That's awesome news. What about music? Music's always a big thing as well. Some 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 songs I think are licensed 
No. Uh, is there anything that we're not getting? Are you familiar with Actually, that? Actually, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is the first title that I've done that we've been able to keep the music. Um, okay. And we're always, you know, we ask about this every time. We want it, we want that to happen um, because obviously that was the vision for the game. But it doesn't always work that way because, you know, Japan pays huge dollars to huge Japanese artists to um, to get them on these soundtracks, right? Because it makes sense mm -hmm. for them. It's a marketing asset for them. It makes, you know, if you can say that, like, some uh, Yamashita, for instance, on, on Six was uh, huge for them because you yeah. know, he's a huge talent in Japan, but less than, I think, probably 1% of our audience here in the West would even know him. And so it it's really difficult to justify be, having to pay the licensing costs associated with an outstanding artist like him for a region that doesn't understand his appeal. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, very good. Um, what what about uh, comparing the the two games? So the original Yakuza Two and Yakuza Kiwami Two. Uh, usually, the Kiwami games have uh, some additions in terms of cutscenes, dialogues. Is that the case with Kiwami Two as well? Absolutely. Um, there's uh. So where do we even start? Um, <laughs> the cabaret storyline is back from Y zero, um, it, and it's amazing. Uh, the uh, you basically you you'll run into Yuki very early on in the game and get sucked into playing a cabaret role, cabaret manager role again, just like Y zero. Um, that awesome. replaces a, a, some of the um, Club Adam stuff from the original Yakuza two. But quite frankly, I think this stuff is amazing, and, and you're not going to miss the Club Adam stuff if you if you played Yakuza zero. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, Clan Creator is back from Y6, and it's completely revised. Uh, this time you're playing as uh, Majima Construction, defending his construction site from wrestlers. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and um, what else is new? Uh, the Majima Saga, we're calling it. Three new, all-new chapters uh, that take place uh, between Kiwami and uh, Kiwami 2 at, that you'll play as Majima. Uh, mm -hmm. which are, those are also really cool, especially if you're a fan of the guy. Um, and who isn't? And, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just a ton of different mini games and sub stories and a whole bunch of new content that um, really fills out the game. It's really cool. Okay, awesome. So uh, I think everyone's looking forward to that as well. Uh, so, yeah. So Scott, um, anything you'd like to say to the fans listening to us? before we go so um i think everyone's really grateful for all the the work that you and the team have put into the 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 most recent yakuza games anything you'd like to to tell the fans or to people who haven't tried the series yet uh well <laughs> to the fans <laughs> i think i uh am always i am incredibly thankful for all of the uh the passion they have for this series, the, the, the way that they um, stand up for it and really try to put it on people's uh, plates, so to speak, where, you know, there's so many people, Yakuza fans out there who put their reputations on the line to say, you have to play Yakuza because this is amazing. And, you know, they, when they recruit their friends into it, it only helps us uh, make sure that this series sticks around for as long as it's going to stick around. So, again, incredibly thankful for all of our uh, hardcore fans and to people who are not hardcore fans of this series yet, why not? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you just need to try it. Um, there's a Yakuza 6 demo out there now. And um, if you're into, um, again, emotional storytelling and ass-kicking old men, you should definitely get on this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
definitely especially the ass kicking old man yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that should be on the cover emotional emotional <laughs> storytelling and yeah yeah <laughs> ass kicking old man yeah i think so so scott thank you very much for coming on radio sega thank you so much for taking the time to to speak to us um all the best for uh, Yakuza 6 and Kiwami 2 and all and hopefully Kiwami 3 4 5 and Dead Souls and Ishin and <laughs> oh my god Black Panther Can 1 we... and 2 those all of those so uh, that's oh wishful wishful thinking uh, but uh, I hope you, 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 you keep on doing what you're doing uh, for a long Thanks time very much and, yeah and they're helping us out to understand uh, Yakuza games a little bit better okay so all the best thank you very much the Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to kc at radiosega.net. Follow us on Twitter at The Sega Lounge. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Yeah.